What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Mission Driven Made podcast and another episode of the Friday Debrief. If you're new today, first of all, welcome. Uh, we are really excited that you're here. And what we do here at Mission Driven Made is equip and empower you to have a high achieving and mission driven life. So again, we are really excited that you're here. For the rest of you, I hope you are having a great week so far that is full of challenges, but at the same time, full of those small improvements that we talk about all the time. Last couple of weeks uh, for my family, it's been uh, pretty hectic. <laughs> the last two weeks, we have taken two trips from the Phoenix area out to San Diego, and this was uh, both by car. So Phoenix to San Diego is about five to six hours or so, depending on traffic. Now, in my family, it's me, my wife, and my two uh, small daughters. And some of you might be thinking, what is the big deal of going to San Diego twice in two weeks? Doesn't seem like a big deal, right? For those of you that are parents, especially for those of you that are parents of two young kids, and especially for those of you that are parents of young kids that do not like being in the car, you know exactly what I'm talking about. On the ride out to San Diego um, for the first trip, what kind of works with my girls is one of them will get a little uh, anxious, if you will, and kind of start yelling and screaming while the other one is being chill. And then they switch. So it kind of goes back and forth like that. And that was basically our entire ride out to San Diego. One of them was uh, yelling and a little bit excited while the other one was quiet. And then they would just start from where <laughs> the other one left off. So that was definitely, definitely a challenge. So I had the opportunity um, two times in the last two weeks to officiate a couple weddings. So it was definitely an honor and an opportunity to be able to do that. It was also cool too. I, I love when there's new challenges presented to me, uh, something that I don't have experience in necessarily or really know anything about. It always comes with that feeling of uncertainty and kind of not knowing what you're doing, um, if that's uh, the best way to put it. So it was awesome getting uh, to do that, but it is great to be back. Um, I'm definitely a creature of habit and of my routine. Most of my day, at least to some degree, is pretty planned out. And as many of you know, when you are away, when you are traveling, it is a lot harder to be able to do that. I don't want to say that it's impossible, but when you are staying with family and you are five or six hours away from home, keeping your routine the exact way that you want, it definitely presents lots of challenges. So for me, it's the same thing in the morning. I wake up really early. I go out there and train, whether that's strength training or running or whatever it may be. So that was pretty much the same the whole time. But the nutrition part, that part is always way more challenging because I'm a believer in you get to choose what you put in your mouth and eat no matter what. But for those of you that travel, you know, especially in the car and especially if you're staying with other people, it does make it a little bit more challenging to eat the way that you normally do. So anyways, it is great to be back. It's great to be back to the old routine again. And most importantly, I'm really excited that I'm getting to connect with all you again. So for today's episode, which I'm really excited about, by the way, it is the idea of living your life like you lived three lifetimes worth. Now, you guys are going to notice 
probably the next couple weeks, maybe month or so, I'm going to have multiple podcasts and probably blog posts that have to do with a recent conversation I had, um, someone I had on the podcast, who was a former Navy SEAL Team 6 member. Now, I get to talk to a lot of awesome and high-achieving people, but there's those certain conversations, I know all of you have had them before, where they just kind of leave you, I don't want to say stunned, but just amazed. I enjoyed the conversation with this gentleman so much and felt like I learned just an abundance of information just getting to talk with him for an hour. Now, I know some of you, you know, aren't as into, you know, special operations and military and um, strategy and tactics in, in that sense like I am necessarily, but let me just do my best to paint a picture of what it takes and what type of person is a Navy SEAL Team 6 member. So even if you have no interest in that type of career field necessarily, just uh, try to take note of you know the things I learned um, from this man. Kind of look at it, say you're a sports fan. A lot of people look at athletes as the highest caliber of, uh, I guess you could say performance out of any type of human being. That's kind of the highest level that you can go. I do agree um, being an athlete, especially a professional athlete, is one of those. But to me, being in special operations, especially in this elite group, the Navy SEAL Team 6, I personally feel like that is as high as you can go as far as service and as far as being high performing, if that makes sense. So let me kind of paint this picture for you. So I, I read an interesting fact. This was actually probably last year. Don't quote me on the exact number, but I read this in an article. So over 80% of the U.S. population doesn't even meet the requirements to get into the military. So they, they actually, you know, over time, it feels as though they've become a little bit stricter with who they let into the military. So you can be disqualified for things like having flat feet or different medical conditions like asthma or whatever it may be. Um, so it definitely is challenging in that sense, you know, for most of the population to get into the military. So right off the bat, it's already, you know, kind of hard to get into the military from that standpoint. Now, becoming a Navy SEAL, this is what I've learned from especially some of my guests, and then also the research I've done over the years since that career field has always interests me. So you need to first go through boot camp of the Navy, then after that you eventually have to make it into, it's called BUDS, and that's one of the first steps of their training. Now to even get a contract to go there is very competitive, and you have to pass a series of physical fitness tests to be able to even qualify to get a contract to then go and train in BUDS. So if you even make it to BUDS, you are already, at least from a physical fitness standpoint, you are in better physical shape. I would be confident in saying the 99% of the population just for getting to BUDS. So that's already an achievement in itself. Now, once they are in buds and they start their training to become a Navy SEAL. It's a six month process and give or take, but around 80% of people are going to fail out of buds. So think it already takes a lot to even make it there. 
once you get there, 80% will not pass. So it's dwindled down to about 20% of people. So it's a, a very small amount of people actually make it. So from that standpoint alone, you could already look, you have to be in a pretty elite human being, at least at the very minimum from a physical fitness standpoint and mental standpoint to make it that far. Now, this is what I learned from the gentleman that was on my podcast uh, about a week ago or so, and it's going to air in probably a couple weeks. To make it to Navy SEAL Team 6, so you can't even apply to get there. You have to be so high achieving and so elite, whatever word you want to use for it, that your peers kind of vote you in to go and then try out to be part of Navy SEAL Team 6. I, not vote in, that wasn't really the the right way to describe it, but basically your peers have to say this person stands out among everyone else, and then from there they can go and try out. I believe, if I remember correctly, it is called the Green Team once they get to that training. And the gentleman I was speaking to told me, out of everyone in the SEAL teams, approximately 1% to maybe 2% are in Navy SEAL Team 6. So it is already an elite team of people, and then with that, the elite among the elite to make it into this group. So as he said, it is a professional sports team in every sense of the word. Just making it there is uh, an unbelievable feat in so few get to do this. So some of the questions I asked him, because I I was trying to pick his brain with not just what it takes to make this elite team, you know, being part of the Navy SEALs, but then going to the upper echelon of that. Because something had to stand out with him versus his peers to be able to do that. He described it as, if you want to become elite, the best of the best, and make it to where he did. He said he couldn't perfectly describe it or understand, but for him personally, he had to have, he said, an obsession with his craft and the effort that he put forth to his craft. So that made me think a lot. I immediately knew I wanted to top, excuse me, talk about this topic with all of you And I don't want to just say I'm condoning everyone to have obsessions that take away from every other part of their life. So that this one was a little bit difficult um, for me to articulate with everyone. But if you want to become high level, high achieving, elite, the elite of the elite, there has to be more effort, borderline obsession, possibly to that craft or to that task, skill, career, whatever it is to be able to do that. And he said it was a lifestyle for them that were part of that elite group. So it made me think, you know, about my life and the failures, the successes, the handful of them. And if I really gave it all I could to those certain skills, crafts, careers, or whatever it it may be. Something else that I really learn from him. And I don't think he used these exact words, but this is kind of how I interpreted what he was saying. The And that is the successful people in life is for those that persevere. 
So he kind of had this mix of saying obsessing with effort he put into his craft and then persevering. That was kind of the formula that it took him to make it to Navy SEAL Team 6. And toward the end of the conversation, he said a bunch of stuff that was so impactful for me that I I had to write it down. I've told you guys this before when I hear quotes or even just words from someone that are really impactful, I try to write them down just for myself and then possibly for later topics on the podcast. So I wrote down a bunch of stuff after talking to him. And he made this comment kind of toward the end of the show when I asked him, why did you choose to live a mission-driven life? And part of his response was when he is laying on his deathbed and looking back that he wanted to feel like he lived three lifetimes worth. So his entire life, that was his mentality. Did he give it everything he could? Did he achieve everything that he wanted to achieve? Did he put forth 100% effort in every single thing that he did and then some? So I just thought this was such a great and simple concept that we can all learn from. So if we took a moment to pause right now, we look back at our life, we look at our accomplishments, we look at our failures, sit with that for a moment and think, am I living my life like I've lived three lifetimes worth? Now, if you're really young and don't feel like you've had enough time here on earth to really answer that question. What you can kind of do instead is let's look forward. Imagine sitting there on your deathbed. I know that's a little bit much to maybe think about or picture. And from there, look back on your life and think, did I live three lifetimes worth? I don't know about all you, but for me, one of my biggest fears, uh, I have a couple big ones, but one of my biggest fears is that very thing. When I'm sitting there on my deathbed and I look back on my life and think that I didn't do enough. I didn't serve enough people. I didn't put in the effort I should have. I didn't accomplish what I wanted to do. Wasn't a good enough husband or dad, whatever it was. So after hearing him say that, that got me really to think. When that day comes... I want to look back on my life and really believe that I gave three lifetimes worth of effort. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mission Driven Made podcast and another episode of the Friday Debrief. If you found value in today's short episode, or if it just made you think a little bit more, go ahead and subscribe to the show and then take just a few seconds and leave us a five-star review. Also, um, I announced this the last couple podcasts, uh, but we have that new Ask Me Anything section that you're going to see there below the show description of the podcast. So if you want a question answered on a future podcast episode, go ahead and click that button, fill out the form. It will take approximately 30 seconds or so to fill out. All right. So that is it for the show today. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Love you guys. And until next time, stay mission driven. (laughs) 